We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. Nathan Unruh here, and I'm with a good friend of mine, Mayor Paul Tenhaken. Hey, Amen. I've known Paul for many years, and he's got quite the story. So, Paul, let's just kick it off. Tell us, tell us about you, where you're from. So, um, currently, I'm the mayor of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but my full backstory, I grew up in Minnesota, um, graduated from high school in Minnesota, went to college in Iowa for graphic design. I'm a colorblind graphic designer. Okay? <laughs> graduated. Uh, in, during the dot com boom in 2000, I was going to be a web guy, mm-hmm. make all this money, build websites, and yeah. ride the pets.com boom and all these yep. IPOs. Yep. Uh, I did that for about eight years before starting a company uh, mm-hmm. called ClickRain. Started that in 2008. And I started that in 08 um, kind of because a few things were converging. One, Obama had just won the White House in 08. And Obama used social media, digital marketing like no one had ever seen before. He used Twitter, okay, which was mm-hmm. new, and MySpace, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, Facebook was still uh, mostly for college campuses. Obviously, there was no Instagram or anything. He used A-B testing, email marketing, but social media was all the buzz because they, they claimed that Obama got the White House because of how he used social media for younger voters. Mm-hmm. So I started a company then. I'm thinking, hey, I think the social media thing might, might take off and maybe... Yeah avenue for this. So I started a company that helped the businesses um, do social media marketing. Mm-hmm. And it was new then. And my first client, I helped a congressional candidate set up his MySpace page. You know, yeah. What music do you want to play when the page opens? Remember yeah, MySpace? Yeah, I, what do, train I do. Wreck it was? Yeah, yeah. So I did that for the next 10 years. Um, and I grew that business and uh, had a blast doing it. And um, along the way, integrated um, faith, leadership, digital marketing into our company. We became kind of thought leaders. We'd speak at events. I really loved the, um, the hustle side of being an entrepreneur and running that mm-hmm. business, but mm-hmm. also felt called. Um, you know, I'm a strong guy of faith. Felt called to have more significance than just being a guy that does social media marketing and runs a, a digital company. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Decided to serve in a different way, um, unwind myself from my business, which was very hard to do. I had a great life, had a great company, mm-hmm. income stream, but it was very comfortable and I needed to get kind of uncomfortable again to find out what my next chapter would look like. So unwound myself from the company and ran for this office as Mayor Sioux Falls and I won that in 2018 and now I'm in my second term of four-year term of doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an amazing story, Paul, and I think that what I want you to hear in his story, I mean, you've, on the private side, right, where you were an entrepreneur, grinding as an entrepreneur, building a business, growing a team, now jumping over into the private sector, right? Big difference. Mm-hmm. Takes different mm-hmm. skill sets. Takes different mm-hmm. levels of attributes of different leadership. So you've been able to see a lot. And you've been under the fire by a lot of different people in a whole new new realm. So when you saw talk about uncomfortable, I want you to speak to that for a moment. Yeah, you know, um, depending on when you know people listen to this, um, you know, the the last four years, you know, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two, have been 
the tale of two kind of periods in our country's history. I mean, 2018 to 2020 was, it was, it was already tense. Okay? We had mm-hmm. the Donald Trump era and all those things happened and the political tensions were high. Mm-hmm. But then we had what people call the, the CPR incident of 2020. We had the C being COVID, the P being political unrest, and the R being racial tensions. Mm-hmm. CPR. And those all kind of converged in one year. And the world blew up. Yeah. And politicians specifically became this, um, the, the, the savior of people's eyes. What are you doing to stop COVID, Mayor? What, do something. People mm-hmm. are dying. What are you doing about your corrupt police department that mm-hmm. kills people? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing about that? Um, anything related to politics in 2020 with the Biden-Trump presidential election was so vitriolic. Mm-hmm. So you had just the perfect tinderbox of issues that just took those three sparks thrown in there and things went nuts. Mm-hmm. So the last two years, 2020 to 2022, have been dealing with a very fractured country, fractured state, and a fractured city, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of my time just trying to maintain unity mm-hmm. in a community that the world is constantly telling them, you need to be outraged about this. You need to be outraged about um, this issue, that issue. You should be mad about CRT. You should be yeah. mad about racial justice issues. You should be mad about monkeypox. I mean, okay. I don't care what it is. You're supposed to be mad. <laughs> right, right. And stay mad. Just stay mad. Yeah. And tell everybody yeah. you're mad on social media. Right, right. And, uh, so leading through that has really been interesting. Yeah, so let's transition in the conversation. So we set it up. I mean, obviously you have an amazing pedigree. And you've seen some great leaders. You've had to become a better leader as your, yourself. What are the key attributes from your perspective of a great leader? Man, I think, one, I've learned so much about myself, man, in four years. And one thing I've gotten way better at that I want to encourage any aspiring leader, current, any person, period, to do is to get more comfortable with people, issues, topics that disagree with you, that you're not necessarily comfortable with. So we all have a belief system. I have, I have a core set of beliefs, but I've spent a lot more time meeting with people and talking with people whose belief systems are entirely opposite of mine. Yeah. Politically, uh, religiously, you know, spiritually. But that has given me such a higher level of empathy in how I lead and realizing that we are in a very diverse world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, one of the best leaders of all time in my book is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And how did Jesus lead during his time on earth was not one of of divisive style yeah. or judging or, or casting stones, mm-hmm. but it was uniting people, speaking truth, but uniting people and loving people. And mm-hmm. even people that at that time were very much, you don't talk to them. You, you know, they're outcasts or people mm-hmm. that you don't interact with. So to me, that's a very, uh, a very strong quality of a good leader. Someone who's willing to go outside the bubble to get different perspectives. Yeah. And the second thing that I think is just so important for leaders today, especially is a, a level of vulnerability that you need to have with the people you're leading. Mm-hmm. They need to see as a human, mm-hmm. uh, as a dad, as a husband, as a guy who's stressed out because I had to make my daughter lunch this morning because we yeah. didn't have any Lunchables. I didn't know what we we're going to make. And this is a true story <laughs> right now. And, and I'm like, I, some people see me as a mate. It's like, listen, I'm just trying to keep my life together just like you are. Yeah. And I'm dealing with inflation. I'm dealing with the housing challenges. Mm-hmm. I screw up a lot, yeah. a ton. 
Yeah. And I think we as leaders sometimes are feel like we have to put on this facade, like we don't screw up. Yeah. But we do all mm-hmm. the time, more mm-hmm. than we want people to know. Mm-hmm. So that level of vulnerability yeah. is really critical. So I'm going to pull apart a few things you said. And I don't want the listeners to miss this. So the first thing I heard, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You had to learn more about yourself. And in that self-awareness, you're learning to listen. Listen to other people's perspectives. Confrontational tolerance. You you didn't get myopic and like this is the only way, it's my way, but being being able to be tolerant to confrontation. It's a great term. Confrontational yeah. tolerance. It's a great term. And then showing empathy. Mm-hmm. Use the word empathy, which is the ability to feel what somebody else is feeling. And I think you use a great example because I think Jesus was a great example of somebody who saw people mm-hmm. and then met their needs. Mm-hmm. That's the empathy piece. Mm-hmm. So I hear it's awareness, confrontational tolerance, open to other people's perspective, mm-hmm. right? And empathy. Yeah. Bingo. And then the Those fifth one, vulnerability. Vulnerability. You, you nailed them. And on, on that first one of self-awareness, I mean, you can't be a leader of people or a team until you learn to lead yourself. And you can't lead yourself until you really know who you are. And you don't really know who you are until you step outside of your circle and start to broaden your worldview with different perspectives and mm-hmm. really challenge. Maybe maybe I don't believe what I thought I did mm-hmm. after hearing this perspective or that perspective. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it reinforces, now it really reinforces what I believe. Yeah, But I'm mm-hmm. glad I, I know where they're coming from because um, now it allows me to have a relationship with that person on a different level because I know how they feel about this issue. So I, and, and again, I'm going to pull that apart is listening, challenging your own perspective. And I don't, I think that do we ever arrive and understand who we are? Man, I thought coming in this office in 2018, I'm like, I know who I am. I'm confident. And yeah. I have this whole identity and it just got wrecked the last mm-hmm. several years. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think leaders never stop, should never stop, you know, growing, reading, Listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they positionally arrive, I'm the CEO. I'm the mm-hmm. I positionally arrive, mm-hmm. so they spike the football and say, "I've reached the pinnacle of leadership for yeah. my industry." Yeah, and it's like, well, no, no, no. You always have to be sharpening that yeah. axe in some way, mm-hmm. even when you think you've maybe arrived at yeah. you know the positional power you sought for so many years. Mm-hmm. So you, you said you use the example of Jesus. And I think it's important for leaders, every leader I talk to, who they've allowed to speak into their lives. So one example is Jesus. Who are some other people in your life that have really pressed into you, you allow to speak into your life, or people that even that you just really admired as leaders, mm-hmm. that you use some of their principles? Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give two examples of people. And when I think of leadership, I think of people who have positional power. You know, like I mean, yeah, positional power as a man. But then there's people have relationship power. Mm-hmm. So the greeter at Walmart may not have positional power, but she may be someone who's like, think of, and I'm like, man, what an incredible person that lady is, who I see every time, who bags my girl, you know. So for me, one of our uh, senators here in South Dakota, John Thune, I think is an incredible leader who has positional power. And the reason I, I think he's such an incredible leader is Senator Thune has had to walk an incredibly hard line the last several years, too, with a very interesting um, leadership style in the White House that he had to work within, you know, under President Trump. 
mm-hmm. uh, and sticking to his morals, his values, his faith. Um, I know him on a personal level, and the guy can probably recite the entire Bible by heart. He knows scripture better than almost anyone I've ever met. And so because I know that about them, I know the sincerity behind the decisions he's making, and he's truly trying to lead from a place of, what would Jesus do? Why am I here? How am I making people's lives better? I think very highly. On the relational side, there's a local politician that I serve with on my city council, a guy named Rich McCurris. Mm. Uh, Rich is not a guy who has a big title in our community in terms of a, a job. Uh, he's not a guy that a lot of people would know, but he has an incredibly um, powerful way of uniting people. When he talks, people listen. Mm-hmm. And they listen because he gets dirty on hard issues. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to pack up his minivan on a Saturday and go mm-hmm. clean on someone's house mm-hmm. without you know anyone even knowing. Mm-hmm. He is an incredible leader of people. And to me, that selflessness mm-hmm. is a very important part of leadership. So I think he's a great example. So you, I, I love how you just did that, positional and relational. Because a lot of people would say, well, I'm not a leader. Well, I would contend based on what you just said, you are a leader. Everyone's a leader. And First, you got to lead yourself is what you said. Exactly. But then now are you a relational or positional, right? So you could be both. You could be one or the other, but you're, you're always leading something. Totally. Could be yeah. your house. Could be your friend circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could just be your child. Uh, again, it could be that greeter at Walmart. Mm-hmm. She may be or he may be. The only positive interaction someone may have in their entire day. What an opportunity you have to be a leader and to be an example and to be a light Mm -hmm. for someone. For me, it's as a mayor, but this this will be done in three years. Yeah, and then I'll I'll be in a different role as as a leader, and it may be as a Walmart. I mean, who knows what it will be? Right. Reminds me of a story, Paul. I'm I'm traveling and I'm going through the Dallas airport, and I have to use the restroom. And I walk into this restroom, and there's this bathroom attendant. Not just any old bathroom attendant. This guy had so much enthusiasm. Welcome to my office. <laughs> Number one stall there is ready, all ready for you. It's clean. It's been sanitized. Sir, that's yours. I'm leaving. He's squirting my hands with soap. He's like, you have a blessed day. I mean, we're trying to give this guy money in this bathroom attendant. And I just was so inspired by this guy going, he's in an airport bathroom and he's having a ball and doing it with a high level of excellence. That's awesome. But that's relational to me because it's surely not positional. And that's the mission field that God placed him in at that time. Yeah. His mission field, think how many people he touches every day working in that bathroom. Yeah. Hundreds and probably thousands of people he gets to interact with. And you know how many people probably told the story about this guy and how much impact this guy has had? He is an absolute leader and he works in an airport bathroom. Yeah. So no matter who you are, where you are, you can have an impact. I want to talk about your daily routine. And leadership and great leaders, I found there's usually a routine. There is no secret to success, but there usually is a system. So talk about your routine. Yeah. Well, a quote that I like to, when I talk about routines, a quote I like to harken back to is, you know, leaders do the small things no one sees to get the results that Mm -hmm. everybody's after. Yeah. So they just see that, oh, LeBron James is incredible. I want to be LeBron. Well, LeBron James has been doing these small things with yeah. his diet and with his training and with his mental regimen for decades mm-hmm. that no one sees because they're not Instagrammable. Right. So 
for me, I mean, my routine is no one sees it. My alarm was off at four thirty every day, and I think that's a common theme in a lot of quote unquote people who are successful is the early risers mm-hmm. because that morning part of your day, I think, is for a lot of people in the after best. So I get up, I exercise. Uh, t- today I ran five miles, mm-hmm. got done, spend time uh, with devotions mm-hmm. in prayer. By then it's 6.30, the kids are just getting out of bed, and their day is just starting. I've had two hours of physical time I spent, of mental, spiritual time that I spent on myself. That, I think, is so important. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is I'm in bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, and I'm not wasting that 10 to midnight time, which is garbage time. You're watching trash TV. You may be on your laptop thinking you're doing something valuable, but you're yeah. not making bad dietary decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that routine is very, very important. A morning routine mm-hmm. like that that focuses on you physically, spiritually, emotionally is very important. Agreed. Yeah, so if, as a listener, I mean, I can't, I hear this so often. That morning routine is critical. So get a routine down. And I'm guessing you do it seven days a week. Seven days a week. I ran it on my run this morning. I'm running. I run into my neighbor who I run with some time. And it's uh, it's 5.15 when I ran into her. I'm like, hey, you doing a long run Saturday? She said, yeah. She's, I said, what time? She's like, 5.30. I'm like, right. So Saturday, this Saturday, five, you know, 5.30, we're going on our long run. Mm-hmm. You know, sleep in, man. It's Saturday. It's, I can't. I'll be up yeah. then anyway. Yeah. And I'm guessing you're doing that. Obviously, physically, it does something for you. But mentally, emotionally, it prepares you. Mentally is more important. So I listen to podcasts. I yeah. mean, the hour-long run. Yeah. Well, that, uh, this morning was an Andy Stanley podcast that I listened yeah. to. I shut it off about a mile before home, and then I have 10 minutes to pray while I'm yeah. finishing my run. So it's like you yeah. stack you stack things that you can do together. I think good yeah. leaders stack different things. So it's yeah. not like you have to have this dedicated time. What can I combine together? I can physical, yeah. mental, spiritual all in that last mile, yeah. I can stack all those. Yeah, I love that term, stack. You're leveraging time, you're not managing time. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, as we close this conversation, I mean, a ton of gold nuggets here, a ton of wisdom. What can you leave with somebody who's aspiring to better be a better leader? How, where do they start? Well, I think the first thing is realizing that you already are. It, the question is just whether you're a good one or a bad one, because mm-hmm. everyone has influence. Mm-hmm. It's just whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. Everyone you meet has influence. The bathroom attendant has influence. He could choose whether that was positive or negative. His positive influence mm-hmm. on people. Um, I think that's one. The, the second thing uh, that I think is, is very important is, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you have to absorb and soak in time. Looking at the books around this office and mm-hmm. this podcast, mm-hmm. you have to absorb content continually to keep sharpening your axe. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not reading, if you're not trying to make yourself better, if you're not listening to content that can make you better, you're not going to be inspired to do anything different. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are that's a really important quality. It just takes some time to hone too. Uh, it's hard for me to find time to read. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I live a hectic life with kids, and mm-hmm. so audiobooks, for instance, yep. imagine that to my life has been very transformational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think those things are very important. And what we talked about, you know, as well as that routine, mm-hmm. man. Get in that routine because that routine, for me, I, I don't want to say change my life, mm-hmm. but when I went from getting up at 4.30 instead of 6.30 and going to bed at 9.30 instead of 11.30, mm-hmm. game, game, game changer, changer man. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you. 
thank you for yeah, at multiple yeah, levels. Thank you. thank you for inspiring me, inspiring so many others, and thank you for your service. Yeah. You're doing a great job. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You bet. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com.